0: mediocre hobbies podcast the lion and some more talk around 10th edition follow us online andy is youtube.com forward slash mediocre hobbies tom is at instagram.com forward slash tom.landy.hobby welcome back to another episode of the mediocre hobbies podcast with myself andy and mr landy the co-host how are you sir
1: not bad not bad nice to you Nice to speak to another human that hasn't just been born the week.
0: Ago. <laughs> in case you're wondering, Mr. Landy just had a brand new baby. So congratulations for that. I think that deserves a like. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys stick around and enjoy our conversations around the 10th edition reveals that they've started to uh, ship out quick and fast. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think in the comments below.
1: Good time to be tired, right? Like... Good time to read the internet and you know, edit podcasts
0: and build some space marines. It's yeah. Yeah. the way to be. Where did the space marines come from? All of a sudden your thing is popping off. You're doing some space marines. Where did that come from? In in, in boxes.
1: Come on now. Um I, I well, so I've I'm one of the ten people that could buy the lion last week. So I bought the lion and I was like, Well, what I really want is I was thinking a lot about my kind of 30K idea and how I'm going to build that army and trying to make something that's unique and interesting and different. So I thought, well, I think I'm going to build the story that I want for 10th edition rather than just have 10th edition happen to me. Very Um, cool. And it, it feels like 10th edition is exactly what I want. So assuming this goes into the show... Today we found out about how transports work, which is amazing.
0: Rhinos are going to have different rules, but then someone was like, "Yeah, it's like the old days where like they can't take Terminators or Aggressors or Centurions, but they think they can still take like I hope so Interceptors and stuff." So I really hope so. Yeah, me too, big time. Looking forward to that. Yeah, super important. Yeah, very much so. No,
1: I want to know what goes in the Rhino. I want to know what goes in the Land Raider. You know, I'm really keen that they've upped the Like just being just allowing regular power armored guys into the repulsor is really important, and so it it feels to me a little bit more like what I want from my forty k. I want to be able to do whatever I want within reason and make it happen. So that's kind of what I was thinking. And so order the lion, me and nine other people, um, and he's coming this week, and that's awesome. And so I'm gonna have a big guy. I'm going to have a couple of Dreadnoughts, and I've built what have I built so far? Six uh, Assault Intercessors. And so I'm just going to see where that goes and build something that I want to build for 10th. I know you've just built one, because you've just done the combat one, but how big are those bloody Dreadnoughts? Which one? The Redemptor?
0: I've got done five of them now. I have five fully painted Redemptors. I, I love them.
1: I built one when they came out first in, was it 8th? And I was like this thing's—I completely forgotten how big it was. It's, it's camera so camera. huge. So I've been building space frames, waiting for the, waiting for my lion. Congratulations on getting your lion on the internet, by the way. Thank you very much. So, <clears throat> what was what was the? It was it was a weird video for you actually, from the lion point of view, because you did sub assemblies, and yeah. I don't remember the last time you've done a sub assembly video.
0: Big things I'll do is like you know Gullivan was subassembled well actually just the head and the backpack was off, But like, well, You off didn't even.
1: Are... I don't. I don't think you did subassemblies for Angron, did you? No. So then, I mean, I think your point is mute, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you if you're not going to sub-assembly him.
0: Yeah, I was, was. I did that deliberately, just to like. It was almost like a. You don't need to do it. Something like it's okay. Yeah. You can get the things. It's like it. It's manageable. That's another model I'm super proud of how he turned out.
1: Yeah, uh, I think he's good.
0: i don't know yeah it's just yeah i like so i have the like the little tray thingies that i have oh yeah yeah yeah. like i've got so many of those and so sometimes i just prep a model and all the parts are on those and i get to work and it's kind of fun and different and Hmm. lavish a little bit of time on him so um i debated keeping him off the base as well but i decided not to in the end that was the other of the uh, Gulliman. He is backpack head and then he was off his base. So it was like four or five pieces of slime. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, what What do you think is more, because you've only done Gulliman recently, right? So what do you think are more, I, excluding the trim, because I know that's a thing, right? But which is a more yeah. difficult model overall?
0: Definitely the Lion. Okay. Yeah. Gulliman is extremely straightforward because he's blue and gold trim. Like, If you do not paint blue and gold trim, you're fine the black armor is always going to be a challenge um, mm-hmm. and I definitely couldn't do it that well I could have done it the same way with my black Templars but I spray silver and then I black wash the armor and then I lay, like that's how I do black armor there's actually not sure. a lot of black armor showing mm. I'm going to be trying to work of robes from silver and that would have been a nightmare yeah um, so yeah so the armor was a pain and then obviously the different layers of the cloak all being different colors and different colors on the inside and the outside and then those like Nightmare, like yeah, and definitely a beautiful model, but like when when they're finished with side by side, I prefer my Gulliman to my Lion.
1: Really? Okay, that's interesting. <clears throat> I I think they both suffer from the same problem, which is that they're both just big guys. Like I I feel like, but I think Gulliman's boring. Like the, his pose is much more. meh I think he's very good. I don't I don't think they're ever going to replace him, and when they do, it'll be. Like 15 20 years, but I just think the lion is much more interesting, just kind of striding forward rather than just stood still. Kind of
0: well, it's supposed to be a standoff. Remember, he was designed to go alongside Abaddon, mm. so they stand off against each other. Looks epic. Um, no, I quite like him. I have no problems with Primarch. I don't get the big guy thing either. They did for me, they definitely have the presence on the table of like Primarchs are walking among us again, and it's yep. special and it's cool. Um,
1: yeah, that's another thing. This week has been really heavy for me on how big the Redemptor Dreadnought is. And I'm gonna get the lion and I'm gonna put him next to it and he's gonna look like a child. Because yes. he's big, right? But he's not big. No,
0: Redemptor, big. But not even close to Redemptor Big. Like they're all in my black. <clears> that's why you're looking over there like a shy. Yeah just, I'm looking my no, black, no, 'cause black. you've got
1: your cabinet, right?
0: Yeah. So I'm looking at Redemptor Dreadnought and then the gun the front of the lion is there and like, they're not they're not that size.
1: And that that's the other thing that jumped out to me this week, because because i built two of them and I tried to be dynamic with one of them and every time I did something I was like Andy's got one of these jumping off a thing <laughs> like how tall is that model <laughs> like that Not must so be
0: tall. do you want to see how tall it is
1: I mean sure yeah,
0: Try the tall this, cause yeah.
1: can we can we see it next to the lion yes <laughs> I'll put some elevator music in
0: this what do we got do, do, do. So we have the lion, which yeah won't because it's that size.
1: So yep, looks good.
0: Pretty imposing miniature. Mm. Then we have the dreadnought. <laughs> oh.
1: yep. Yeah. Stupid, right?
0: Pretty stupid. Like, mm.
1: cool dreadnought though. I like him. I I've kind of gone back and forth on the kind of new space marine range, just whether I like them or whether I think they're. Any good or like obviously they're good models, but you know what I mean. Like, do I want them and do I want to own them and do I want to play with them? And yeah. I've just decided that of course they're great. I should just grow up and stop being a baby. And hey, then I started. You, to... get,
0: you do get into baby mood sometimes. You can moan about things. They're they're all beautiful. They're I know that beautiful.
1: But I mean, okay, Dave other people are fine. The
0: interior of tanks and then seals them.
1: Yeah, I know. Because he
0: enjoys painting the interior. The, I don't know what it is. Which we I wouldn't do that. Ah. But uh, yeah, I, no, I'm but... a big fan of not moving parts. Everything is doing I pick a pose and yeah. then that model is in that pose doing like these people have magnetized everything. Like, I magnetized everything so it's way better. And then all their models are like in wanky poses, they're all bent and like guns are <laughs> swinging off that way because the magnets aren't strong enough. I'm like, <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm all for magnetizing things, but only in the sense that I've got an Imperial Guardsman. And he's got either a Lasgun, gun, a melt gun, or a plasma gun, right? Like that's that's how I see it. I don't want to magnetize full arm sets. I, honestly, I'm much more ruler cool. I don't give a crap what they've got. Just, you know,
0: but <laughs> like starting to see what psychers do yesterday as well was super. I was like, okay, they're just yep. weapons and stuff. I love this. And then they're like abilities, so easy to manage, so easy. Like no crazy rolls, no nothing. You're alright. Just it happens. I just do jump, okay. And if I jump with too many, it becomes dangerous, which means I probably take some wounds if I roll a bad number. Perfect.
1: This feels like even more than 7th edition into 8th edition it feels a lot more like you're going to need to really sit down blank page and read your army list because nothing works the way the you... It. Yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like nothing works the way it did or no. works now. No. Like it's going to be all new. And the yeah. there was a lot going from 7th into 8th and continued into ninth. that was kind of... Yeah, we've changed how this works, but it's actually the same thing. It's just got a different different word here or a different bit there. This now feels like someone's come in and gone, I don't play 40k, let me write your rule set. Like, it really does feel like it's completely new. And hopefully it'll still, I mean, seventh into eighth, everyone was terrified. Still felt like 40k. When I played it, I was like, yeah, 40k, easy peasy. Didn't understand it, didn't get the rules. Took me a long time to learn it, but it was still, it still felt like 40k. And this definitely feels like, it's going to be a lot to learn, but I think it's still going to have that 40k essence, right?
0: That's the thing I'm nervous about. I don't like to learn, like, I don't retain information very well. I have to kind of keep learning things. <laughs> yep. Like, if I play a, like, my example is, like, if I have a nice board game, like some of the board games I have, if I play one and then I don't play it for six months, I have to learn the rules again. It's all dribbled down, my ear gone. So, but I'm happy with this because, like, they said all the rules are going to be on an A4 page. So I'm going to be like, there's my army rules. Yep. There's rules for the game, and then I have cards next to each of my units explaining how everything So I don't need to learn anything. I mm-hmm. just, all right, so my Squad to do something. Oh, yeah, that's what Squad does. Cool. And then move and fire. Yep. I, I think it's going to make the game a lot more fluid, and a lot more fun, a lot more interesting. I think people are going to forget a lot less.
1: I was a real big fan of Universal Special Rules because it was one rule to rule them all. So, like, if Eldar Deep Struck, then it was the same Deep Striker as Space Marines had, or the same Deep Strikers as anything else had. Having six different names for the same rule was a bit of an issue. Yes. And going back to that for what universal special rules should have been, i.e., universal rules, I think that's going to make it so much better. I don't mind, not so I don't understand it. So that might be why I'm saying this. I don't necessarily like how the new command units work where they kind of join units and i really like what they did with eighth and ninth with the kind of bubbles and stuff so uh-huh,
0: maybe sorry, i've
1: it's camera, sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> sorry maybe i've maybe i've missed some of that where there is more opportunity to kind of do a little bit of that maybe with lieutenants or whatever I, I don't know yet i haven't gone and watched a lot of videos on how that works because i don't necessarily care at this point that's kind of the least impressive part of the rules we've seen so yeah. I'll, I'll get to it but I think that the thing I'm really interested in is it seems like I can now do whatever I want. I can take a land speeder and it's got like six objective control points or whatever it is. Like that's mental. Like yeah. land speeders are useless, right? Or they are, they have been for five editions and yeah. now they're going to be able to secure objectives better than a squad of five guys.
0: That's mental. Yeah. That's brilliant. I kind of might finally get painted another squad of uh scouts with a new land storm. How that mm. amazing thing?
1: Please don't do that. And you don't, don't put yourself through that. Don't. Although land storm, one of the best models from oh, it's amazing.
0: It's amazing. Oh,
1: like so good.
0: Yeah. But uh, I, I like the opposite. Like to you, I, do, I didn't like the bubble thing with characters. character. I prefer when oh, really? they joined, joined units like they used to do in seven, six, fifth, fourth, third, first, you know, it was only when they really changed, that I was like, they don't join anyone. And then it's like, mm. you know, you have to have less than 10 wounds or I can just shoot you and you've got to have them like hiding behind units so they don't get shot. And like, I always, I always, like, remember the edition where the things that were closest died first. So you'd yeah. have like a squad attack the Marines it was like, Sergeant, heavy, special all at the back. It was like, this looks stupid. Like, this yep. bothers me.
1: <laughs> did you, did you ever play a Warmaster or is that? No. No. So Warmaster was good. The, thing that was brilliant about Warmaster was that you had to have lots of characters to issue orders. Yes. And if you didn't have units in particular parts of the battlefield, they could still react and do things, but they were just less coherent. So you might want them to move and charge and whatever. And you'd basically have to do a test to see if they could do that. If you had a it's character like nearby a they could be
0: war gaming rules more than
1: but they could be issued orders, right? So it it, it makes perfect sense. I really like the idea, that's kind of where I think of the bubbles. I feel like there's a sergeant over there and he affects people within whatever his comms range is, right, or whatever. The fact that there's a guy who's controlling a unit, I feel has less, well, I haven't seen the rules, so I'm hypothesis, right? But if there's a space marine captain and he's joined a unit of Terminators, who's running the battle? Like, surely it's still him, right? Even though he's with that unit, so I I kind of like the bubble aspect so he can affect more things. I couldn't care less how they do it. It'll be fine. It'll be good fun. I just, I'm also pumped to get guys back into units. I love the idea of having a, it's one of the best things about heresy is like, you've got particular guys that you would normally have as what now became the kind of lieutenant standard. Like you've got apothecaries and whatever, and they can just join units in certain armies and just be the, you know, the 12th guy. Cause you've got a 10 man squad, a captain and an apothecary or whatever. Like that's, yeah, that's cool. I love that idea. You think of an army as you build it now. That's what you're going to have in 10th edition as well. You're going to have your troops, you're going to have your core, you're going to have your HQ, your you know, heavy sport, whatever. But then you look at it and you go, well, actually, you're doing the first company, So all terminators in this army get plus two OC. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be a simple rule like that, and then yeah. all of a sudden a five-man squad becomes a 15-man squad in terms of objective control.
0: yeah,
1: two apart. like that's all it's going to take. And yeah. I got so excited just then thinking about that. Because yeah. it's literally you just do that with everything and you go white scars. Okay. So bikes, uh, any kind of bike, so out- outriders, that's what they're called. Yeah. Um, space marine bikes, scout bikes, land speeders, they're all plus two OC or whatever, you know.
0: It could even be as simple as like characters have the extra rule, So they join a unit. Yeah. It's like, we're gonna go take that objectives. Once the characters in that unit, they all get plus two to there, and then suddenly it's a beastly squad. Um
1: I wouldn't be surprised if that was like a standard rule for like spaceman captains, just like double objective control within X range. Like makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah.
1: I'd also really like, and I there's been no indication they're doing this. I'd really like if they did a bit more of what they do in Heresy in terms of breaking down the specialisms inside the character units. Like, so don't know if you, you, you play Heresy, but in, in Heresy, you basically have your, He's like on the command line, you know, he is, he is the boss. The Praetor is like the boss of the Legion below him. There's a Centurion Mm -hmm. and every kind of specialism falls under that. So you can have like your librarian Centurion, you can have like, you know, your master of the Medicaid and, you know, all this kind of stuff. I would love if they did more of that with the units as well. Like there's one, I think he might be alpha Legion only. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but like there is a HQ sniper guy. In yeah. heresy, yeah. because of course there would be. Why wouldn't there be? And I think if they do that, and they, you know, they don't even have to do it day one. But if they give you that option, and then go, well, if you really want to do Raven Guard, and you want to do stealth and sniping or whatever, here's a guy that you can build.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get exactly what you mean, and um, yeah, I totally agree. That'd be super amazing just to like give us back our space marine captain in a box with every option the sun. <laughs> sure.
1: I mean, yeah, but also. I mean, I, I definitely feel the swing is back towards that. Like, if you look at the last lieutenant that came out, he's very much that, right?
0: Yeah, he's, he's in the covers all the bases.
1: Yeah, and I, 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 I'm not necessarily not overly worried about buying a box that doesn't do everything I want. I'm okay for them to restrict things so that they can balance the game. And I say balance with bunny years, obviously, because you can never balance a game. But I'm, I'm okay with them trying. I'm fine with that. But what I would like, which I think we're talking about, is options to do what I want and then see what we can do when they kind of go, God, the game's getting a bit stale, isn't it? How about we do two more Space Marine companies that you can do? There you go, boom. Everything changes with four yep. pages of rules.
0: Yep. Yep. That's what I think the codexes will bring that like will get the initial flavor with the indexes. We'll play games for three months and then all of a sudden enough armies will have codexes that the game will slightly change again. It'll shift on its axis. Yep. And uh, I'm definitely excited to see where it goes from there. But I just, I think, yeah, I think it's finally them going in like the right direction. I'm pumped for where it's going and what it's going to look like and how it's going to feel and how it's going to play. Um, and I think it's definitely an appeal to a lot of people. And hopefully it'll bring a lot of people out and left and got fed up or annoyed and come back in and try it out again, so. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm excited. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for sticking around for another episode of the podcast. We had a blast having a chat another an about 10th edition and some other bits and pieces, depending on what Mr. Landy decided to put in this episode before we recorded. But we'll see if you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, and all the other good stuff. That means the podcast gets pushed out to more people to enjoy it. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you next week.
1: Bye.